It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Well, hello, guys. We've got a our all-star team here to kind of huddle together to figure out exactly uh, what is going on and what will go on with the uh, with your Dallas Cowboys, your 2019 Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I am joined by my uh, two two groups, two podcast partners, uh, John Owning and Marcus Mosier. Uh, John, say hello to people. How's it going, everybody? You guys know where to follow yeah. me on Twitter at John Owning, J O H and O-W-N-I-N-G, and make sure you guys read all my work at the Dallas Morning News at dallasnews.com slash sports slash cowboys. And Marcus Mosier. Say hi, Marcus. Uh, what's going on? We don't really, I don't really have a plug. No, you're, 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 you're not nearly, Twitter, at Marcus you're not nearly as fancy, so don't, don't try to be as fancy. <laughs> you know, just be yourself here. Uh, so, true. guys, we have three topics, really, that we're going to talk about, and, and we're, you know, because they're, they're broad topics, and that's why we're, we, we brought us all together here, so... Uh, we're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about where we are overall as a team, and then we're going to take a kind of a look forward and see what you know what we project the the next the end of the season and next season will look like. Uh, so let's start with the game. Uh, unfortunately, I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you guys did too. I hope this didn't ruin it, but it almost did. You know, I I, I just to kind of give a brief intro. I kind of told my wife, you know, hey. Listen, uh, I know that Thanksgiving can be t- rough being married to me sometimes because <laughs> the Cowboys can be rough on Thanksgiving. Uh, but the good news here is that, you know, this is like, uh, you know, one of the as far as meaningful games go, this is not a meaningful game. Uh, the Cowboys can still very much make the playoffs if they lose this game. This is, you know, if they lose this game, it, it really is not the end of the world and I'm not going to let it ruin Thanksgiving. I did not anticipate <laughs> for the game to go this. I was say it ruined, it ruined, it ruined Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> it, it almost did. It, it almost did. It, I did not anticipate the game going like this, clearly. I mean, obviously, I thought that if the Cowboys lost, it would be in a reasonable fashion, a close game uh, against a team that not a lot of people realize is, is a pretty decent team, 8-3 and three team, not, now 9-3, and three, obviously. Uh, I certainly did not expect them to get blown out at home on Thanksgiving. Um, I guess my question here is that how did, did everyone any? I mean, I, I know Marcus, you picked when we when we let's start with you. We picked when we picked you know the games. You you picked the bill. I think you picked the Bills, right? Um, mm-hmm. but yep. you, you, I don't know that you anticipated this. When did when do you think? At what point did you really think this game completely was off the rails? It, it wasn't until. You know, after halftime, because I think the Cowboys were down 13-7 to at halftime. Uh, they missed the field goal that would have put them down three. And then Buffalo just went down, and they, you know, they scored right after halftime, and it just felt like it was uh, too insurmountable for Dallas. I, I think 
I think this was a, a couple different things you can look at it. I, I think Dallas, obviously, they're coming off an emotional loss to Buffalo, or excuse me, to New England last week in the cold. I think they were still pretty tired yeah. and beat up. They kind of uh, used all their energy in the first quarter, and then they had nothing left in the second half. Uh, so it, the, the outcome to me wasn't all that surprising, but the way that we got there maybe was. Yeah, and uh, I, I think, you know, just watching – the beginning, I think the, the shocking thing is that they came out early and, and strong, John, and 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 you know, and, and, and it really did. It's funny because all the things that we had criticized them about for the previous week, it feels like they had really, really worked hard on, and then maybe like had forgotten everything else on how to play football. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the special, <laughs> yeah. they they had locked the special teams down. Seemingly they had come out early, and 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 the offense had gotten going early and, and scored, uh, and then you know it's like the rest of the game's offense couldn't figure themselves out, and 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 you know defense was just a mess and could not stop seemingly stop them. You know what 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 were you, what were your big takeaways besides disgust in 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 what happened in this game and, and did, did it ruin your thanksgiving john well i don't really have much of a thanksgiving based on how much i work i'm just sitting up in a little room at my in-laws <laughs> house by myself just <laughs> watching film writing angrily you know so well so then it must have really it must have really ruined your thanksgiving <laughs> then because that was if all your if all it was was writing about this terrible game yeah. it wasn't great but you know it was it was a frustrating game. You know, Dak Prescott, he was – it was one of his worst performances, I think, of the game. He was yeah. – his general accuracy was pretty okay, but then you saw really big issues with his pinpoint accuracy. You saw issues with his decision-making. You saw issues with his pocket management. And that really manifested themselves in a, in a poor way and put the Cowboys offense in a poor situation to be able to move the ball at times. And Zeke actually was able to get the – the run game was actually working pretty well, but the, the game flow of the game – made it so that the Cowboys couldn't really establish or establish the run, utilize the run game in the second half. The, in the first drive, I was – it almost looked like the Cowboys were going to blow out the Buffalo Bills with the way their offense was humming, the way they were scheming up yards, the way they were attacking the Bills in a bunch of different ways. I was – and the way that everything was executing. And in the defense, too, the first drive, they had, I think it was five plays, 18 yards there right off the field. Everything was going well. And then after that – you know, I think the, part of the issue is that on offensive, we'll definitely need to talk about the defense on the other side in a second, but part of this that was really problematic um, is that, it, you know, they, they kind of, the, the Bills figured out a, a recipe for success on defense against the offense pretty quickly after that first drive. They were coming at the, the, the Cowboys hard and heavy in the first two downs. They were being very aggressive. Uh, felt like they were run blitzing and blitzing a lot, attacking gaps, uh, and and you know in the and you were right. Like Zeke was able to make hay sometimes because they weren't able to get the, the right fit one time, and Zeke sneaks through, and then suddenly he's in the secondary. Um, so he had a couple of runs, including I think a thirty yeah, yard that plus thirty run. yard run too was uh, super impressive. The way he was able to contort his body in different spaces to to elude multiple defenders, it was a really good illustration yeah. of what makes Zeke Ezekiel Elliott one of the better running backs in the NFL. I I think. Yep. Marcus is feeling newly newly empowered since uh, the data bowl yeah. information is coming out that even more even more Brand so that running backs don't matter. So surging. Mar- Marcus is Marcus Absolutely. has got an extra step in his step now. Um, I, but I guess my, what I was going to get at is that 
at a certain point, you know, this ability to play aggressive on first and second down against the Cowboys and then realize that they, you know, they've put the Cowboys in, in a long down and distance situation. Um, do you think that, do you think that part of this issue, Marcus, was they weren't able to get out of that play calling sequence and the Buffalo Bill, they weren't able to ever disrupt the Bills' ability to, I guess, disrupt them by, by mixing up play calling? I mean, I, I, I feel like a, watching the game, uh, it, it felt like it was a lot of the problem was execution with the players. But I have to go back now and look with critical eyes and wonder if play calling sequencing wasn't part of the issue. What, what, what would you guess the percentages are on that? Yeah, I mean, Buffalo has a good defense. I think we need yeah, to make sure we true. give credit to them because it, it, it is a really good unit. Uh, if you haven't watched them a lot this year, you might think you know it's a team that's playing way above their heads, but they've got talent on all three levels. Uh, and Sean McDermott is one of the best uh, defensive coordinators in the league. He, he understands uh, how to take away certain things and how to uh, mix up coverages. I mean, a perfect example is the fourth down throw to Ezekiel yeah. Elliott, right? The Cowboys were expecting man uh, where they could just kind of throw the ball out to, to Zeke on a flare out and – McDermott yeah. called zone, and they even if Zeke catches that pass, I don't think he scores, and it's just you know part of the the chess match that we saw in this game. Uh, execution definitely was a problem. Uh, we we saw Xavier Suafilo come into the game and immediately get beat in the run, and then he gives up the the strip sack. <laughs> oh really? Uh, the offensive line did not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's shocking. It's shocking that you put a bad yeah. player in and he he performs huh. badly. It, it, it's weird. shocking to me. Uh, yeah, but I, it, it's a combination of things. It, it, I really don't think you can point to one thing and say this. That's is the, the really irritating part. John, about, I think on yeah. on defense as well. It's just a erosion of the fundamentals at key points in the game. You know, you got on that bubble route to Cole Beasley. You got Jordan Lewis and Chidobi Awuzie both attacking the outside, leaving the inside lane for for Cole Beasley to gain yards and pick up the first down. You got Jalen Smith playing patty cake with offensive linemen instead of taking on a block, using violence, using his hands, using length to get off blocks. He's playing patty cake. You got Sean Lee, a step, who's a step slow to react, so that puts him behind on his angle so that he has to take a flat angle, which causes him to overrun the run instead of be play a downhill fit like he's supposed to. It's just an erosion of the fundamentals, I think, and that is on the offensive side of the ball as well. Yeah, I can't get off the defense real quick by doing just another uh-huh over Xavier Suofilo <laughs> uh, coming into the game and kind of further confirming any kind of Xavier Suofilo trutherness is, is just absolutely madness. Uh, but, yes, going back to the defense, because we do need to go there, uh, I thought that the guy that maybe I was a little bit disappointed with, despite the fact that he had two sacks in the game, uh, was Jordan Lewis. I mean, I, I think that, you know, despite what – we, I had hoped uh, Cole Beasley had over 100 yards and a touchdown on seven targets, um, and, and a lot of that was on uh, Jordan Lewis, and I, I, th- I expected more of a, of a performance, or at least, at least a little bit a more balanced performance uh, there. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm glad that he got the, the, the two sacks, but I, I do agree that it felt like, and, it, and look, he wasn't the only one. I thought Byron Jones didn't necessarily have a great game. Uh, Xavier Woods was very lucky he didn't get a penalty called on him, a, a critical pil- penalty called on him for a late hit, and and I and didn't really necessarily have a great mm-hmm. game. Uh, yeah, I, I, it just feels like the defense was 
beat up and uh, not on their keys at all. And, and, and just, you know, it, it took a lot of the energy that, 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 that was used that we expect out of this defense wasn't even there. It, they just seemed very flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess John, John, you start, and then Marcus, you talk your thoughts on the defense, and, and maybe throw in some individual performance thoughts there too. Yeah, like I said, as a whole, it's just an erosion of the fundamentals. I thought that the Cowboys were just making simple and stupid mistakes throughout the game that allowed the Bills to uh, to really move the ball. I mean, it, this is what the Cow. I I couldn't. I think the Cowboys missed what five or six tackles against the Buffalo Bills. Their missed tackling continues yeah, to probably. be an issue. Where does the fault for that lie? I'm not sure, but they need. That's the biggest thing they need to show up on the defense, I think, is those missed tackles. And as far as individual performances are concerned, I thought, again, D-Law was the best defender you had on the entire yeah. team by far. I thought Kyrie Hyder showed some nice flashes. And one guy who I was actually kind of impressed by, given the expectations coming in, was Tristan Hill. He made two really positive yeah, plays. Yeah, actually, I saw He was playing with good pad level, good arm extension, mm-hmm. things that we really harped on him about during the preseason and, right, and when he got his – little flashes in the regular season at the beginning of the season, things he needed to work on. And he looked like he is making small, those small adjustments that you need, that you want to see a rookie make that makes you, gives you positive thoughts about his development moving forward. So that was kind of cool to see. But I totally agree with what you said about uh, Byron Jones and Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods is tackling and his pursuit angles on tackles are becoming an issue. I still think he's really good in coverage, even though I think that, Cole Beasley scrambled Jill. He got a, kind of got caught in a no-man's land there. But, yeah, and Malik Collins continues to be a problem against the run. Robert Quinn actually got caught a couple times not recognizing run versus pass, and he was getting caught flying upfield, which left a giant hole in the B-gap. But, yeah, besides that, I thought Christian Covington was pretty active in, with Antoine Woods gone. He was doing a pretty good job, but that's it, really. Still missing tackles at the yeah. line of scrimmage, though. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of been the, a lot of the problem with some of the defensive tackles. Marcus, your thoughts on the defense? Yeah, I mean, I echo a lot of what John just said. I actually thought Covington played a pretty well, pretty good yeah. game considering you know the expectations there. Uh, a perfect example of the Cowboys' season this year is Sean Lee blitzes in, reads oh, everything man. correctly on Devin Singletary. He would have had him, you know, back for what a three to four yard loss. Misses a tackle. Christian Covington misses a tackle. Uh, Michael Bennett, I think, kind of comes down and you know he, Singletary's out, able to get out wide and he turns it into a, like a five-yard gain. It's just the plays are there to be made, and for whatever reason, the Cowboys cannot make them. This is the fourth straight game without a turnover. Uh, that's becoming a problem. They've had now six of their 12 games this year where they haven't forced a turnover. Uh, they're in the negative column when it comes to turnover margin this season. Uh, they're just not getting any breaks. They're not getting any easy scores or good field positions, and, and it's coming. They're back getting. To they're getting the uh, breaks. Really... That's the thing that's frustrating. Is they're getting the breaks. They're not taking advantage uh-huh. of them. Xavier Suafilo had both hands yeah, on a that, ball that's... right near the sideline on a tip pass on the tipped pass by Byron Jones. Xavier, Xavier Woods. Woods. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, he's on. He's on my brain still. <laughs> yes. No. Xavier Woods uh, <laughs> on the tip pass by Byron Jones. Xavier Woods had both hands on that football and couldn't bring it. You've got to come up yep. with that mm-hmm. ball, man. When the opportunity comes up, but it's it's frustrating. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. And then. Really quickly, is it any surprise that Cole Beasley had a monster no. game in this one? It, it, it's, it's just, it's so surprising. Or it shouldn't be this surprising to me, but Dallas mm-hmm. had what seven years to learn how to stop Cole Beasley, and then they get to a game that they 
They should win, and he just goes bonkers in it. I mean, yeah. just bracket him on third down. That's the only guy that Josh Allen looks to. Do you guys? But uh, it was even. It was even. It was late in the snap stuff. That's what's so frustrating is that the pass rush should have been there by then because like a lot of the, those passes were deep passes where he's getting all the way down the field, and and there's no way Josh Allen should have had that much time to to, to let Cole Beasley run around in our secondary. I I, I, I and it was it, it, it's alternating failures between the secondary and the defensive line. It's like it, it becomes becomes like this uh, uh, reverse domino effect of negativity on the defensive side of the ball, and it's yeah, it's it's extremely frustrating. And when the, the and when the pass rush right did now. get home, they weren't able to bring down Josh Allen. They allowed him to yeah, use his exactly. feet, made him look like he was yeah. goddamn Russell Wilson back there. How much yeah, do you think the Cowboys' just, issues though gets? I wanted to ask you, Landon, this after the game, but I totally forgot. How much do you think that is because of the Cowboys' simplicity and their Simplicity with their defensive scheme and how they're going to do what they do no matter what. I mean, th- doing what you do no matter what is fine if you are a solid tackling mm-hmm. team that's getting, you know, like that. that's the thing is that you can't be not executing and be mm-hmm. simple. You know what I'm saying? Like you have it, the the whole key of of being a simplified defense is that you are on your cues all the time and executing at a high level. This team is not executing at a high level at all on defense, especially I would say at this point. You know, like I I, I think you know the problem is that this the defense is just you know they're missing tackles. They're they're uh, they're getting the wrong reads. They're you know it's it's. And then when with all the when one piece you know falls apart, the other piece can't keep up, and it's it's like I said, it's kind of this uh, you know downhill rolling you know boulder that is building up steam and more and more steam, and it, everything is contributing to it, and it's like they can't get out of their own way. I mean, it just felt like every time the Bills had the ball, Dallas was not going to be able to stop them. You know, like it, it was like they mm-hmm. it, it it didn't feel like the Cowboys are going to be able to find a way to come up with the stops to, 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 to do it. And when they did finally, uh, you know, obviously the Cowboys offense wasn't able to convert. It was very like demoralizing this game and uh, frustrating in general. Uh, and having said all that, we need to move on to, you know, where, where we are, where, where are we as a team at, at this point, we're six and six. Um, and we'll, we'll hesitate here only slightly and kind of, you know, get to a spot where we can project for future a little while, but you know, we're six and six. Like what are your thoughts on what this, where this team, I mean, is this team, is this team making the playoffs? And it was, if they make the playoffs, are they going to do anything uh, in the playoffs? I mean, it's, it's, you have to really question that because now they've played several good teams and they can't be, they haven't beaten any of them. Um, so the question is less now, I think because of the numbers, if the Cowboys are making it to the playoffs, because I think that there's a high likelihood they could, um, but even if they do, are they going to do anything once they're in the playoffs? And is this season really going to make a difference at this point? Uh, let's start with you, Marcus, and then we'll go to John. Uh, no, this team is not going to do anything in the playoffs if they get there. I know the odds say uh, the Cowboys are still the favorite, no matter what happens this weekend, even if Philadelphia beats uh, Miami. Both teams will be at six and six. Uh, that's not. I I don't feel comfortable with this team going forward. They're just, for whatever reason, they don't have it. And I wish I could give a smarter, uh, wittier take on it, but this just isn't the team. You know, it doesn't seem like it has the same character as we saw in 2018 
where they're going to battle back from a three and five start to, to make the playoffs. They're, they're going to fight in every single game. I saw a team in the second half against Buffalo that just looks like they're ready to be done with the year. And it's really the first time under Jason Garrett where it seems like this, this really might be the end. Yeah. John? You know, I kind of agree with the same sentiments Marcus has, but I'm a little bit more confident that they can make the playoffs. But the only reason I'm confident they can make the playoffs is because the four teams that they have left are four of the teams that are underperforming more than the Cowboys right now. You know, the Bears have been terrible. <laughs> you got Mitch sure. Trubisky at quarterback. Are you going to trust them to beat anybody, let alone the Cowboys? You're not going to trust the Cowboys to beat them, but can you trust the Bears to beat the Cowboys? No. We've been seeing what's happened to the Rams this year. Jared Goff has been terrible. He's been awful. So, wouldn't surprise me if the Cowboys were able to beat them. I think they have a 6-6 six and six record, so the Cowboys can beat them. They're not, they don't have a winning record. And then we've seen what... <laughs> they just need to win one of those, by the way. Yeah. And just, then just one of those games. They got the Eagles and the Redskins last, and we've seen that they are, for some reason, super comfortable going against division teams, and those are the only teams that they can really show well against. So I, I, I would not be surprised at all if they made the playoffs, but if they make the playoffs, they've already shown that they're not a team that can beat the beat the better teams in the uh, in the NFC so I'm, I'm not going to expect it at all all right so here here's where I, I tend to agree and and I and to, you know for the record like you know I'm kind of at the point where I I, I you know the, it feels like the team is is let go of, of Garrett at this point it, I mean it's it's probably time to move on you know it, and in, unless something absolutely goes crazy and we have a, a miracle run that's about to happen, and 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 so I, I I think everyone you know the conversation right now is clearly on what's next and who's next and all that stuff. I think that the I think that the uh, the conversation about who should be the next head coach at this team is uh, extremely uh, uh, premature. And, and I just think I, I think about names because I, I think there's just so much there's so many variables between on the on the coaching pool on the available names between now and then you know by the time that this actually happens they're clearly not going to fire Garrett before the end of the season and even if they do fire Garrett before the end of the season they clearly are not going to hire their full time replacement between now and then and I would even be surprised if they did fire Garrett and gave an intern job to Chris Richard or someone like that I would be surprised if they brought mm -hmm. him in as the head coach after this mm -hmm. I, and I guess that's where I want to go now is that I, I think that the Cowboys fans if 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 it's really time to clean house and and you know things are going to really change uh, I think that they need to, there's kind of three paths you can go here uh, one, you can kind of do that the the half-assed one where you hire somebody inside the organization who kind of just alters things a little bit, but is still you know trying to keep it on the same kind of course. Which you know, who knows if that even moves the needle. You can also go and get a a a kind of veteran coach, uh, a name coach, and and you know try to work him into your system. But likely that guy's going to want to kind of you know, change everything here. And then there's the, uh, the route of getting the kind of hot shot, either college coach or coordinator, who's probably going to want to come in here and completely, completely change things around and, and like start over essentially. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that people like Dak and some of these other people will probably be back. But in, in that case, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of just, you know, try to start over at, at, at this point. Where do you guys fall on like if we don't need to talk about like specific names, uh, 
But you know, what kind of rebuild do you think? Let's let's ask, let's ask two questions. What kind of rebuild do you think you're gonna get? And what what kind of rebuild would you want? Do you want the quick the the you know the old reload you know adage where you just quick a quick reload, or do you want a re an actual rebuild? And we'll start with you, John. What I expect I expect the, the Cowboys to make a name higher. But I don't necessarily think a name hire is exactly the best hire. What I would want is I want somebody I want somebody to come in that's willing to be creative, somebody that's willing to utilize all the advantages necessary, whether it be analytics, situational, health and science, all of that. They're trying to use every single avenue to their success. And I really because of that, I really want somebody young. I want somebody with some new blood. I don't I want some. I want a drastic change, especially on defense. I want them to be a lot more complex with their defense. I want them to generate turnover opportunities by scheme instead of just allowing their players to generate them themselves or the opposing offense to create turnovers by bad decisions or bad plays. I want some. I, schematically, I want a defensive uh, defense, kind of like the Ravens, where they're always there's chaos. They're bringing exotic blitzes. They're using trap coverages, all these different types of things that try to manufacture turnovers. And although it may allow the opposing offenses to, be, to create more explosive plays, it'll also create a lot more turnover opportunities. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. Hmm. As, as far as the offense, I'm kind of I'm happy about the direction they're going. I just want them to keep going in that direction harder and harder and harder. Marcus? Yeah, I don't think this team needs a massive rebuild. So, And I don't think you do that unless you don't think you have a quarterback, right, where you completely strip everything down and try to build it back up. They're not in a situation that you know, Miami is in or Cincinnati or Cleveland in the past. Um, they're, I, I think they can basically keep things the status quo, and by removing a couple pieces, Jason Garrett, uh, Rob Marinelli, those guys, Chris Richard, I think you can improve this team two, three, four wins pretty easily, depending on the coach. Now, the question is, who is that guy? I know a lot of the retreads have been mentioned, you know, John Fox, Jack Del Rio. I don't think those guys are upgrades on Jason Garrett. I, I really don't. Um, but I do agree with John. I think it's going to be a name hire. I, I think it's going to be somebody who maybe is already coaching now. You know, he's a head coach in the NFL now. Maybe they, the Cowboys consider swapping draft picks for a, a head coach under contract. I, I just don't envision Jerry Jones at the age of 77, 78, whatever he is, going with a Lincoln Riley or somebody like that to try to develop him back up. I, I don't think he wants another Jason Garrett where, hey, this guy's going to be here 10 years. It's a long process. We want a guy that can give us results now. And I kind of agree with that strategy, I think. Yeah, I'm kind of torn because I, I sort of feel like if the incremental changes thing was going to work, then it probably would have worked by now. You know, like I, I, I tend to I tend to feel mm -hmm. like it's a teardown to a certain degree. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I think it also depends on the type of, of coach that you get in here. I mean, I think I think. You know, what I think, I, I think that people should not expect that just any coach can kind of do what happened with Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco or what happened with Sean Payton in, uh, in Los Angeles, where uh, 
you you come into what was kind of a hidden talented team uh and you know to kind of sand off some edges and reveal like a a, a diamond you know i i think that's that's with, with the niners they they had been built up through uh you know years through a kind of a hard-nosed coach who didn't know what he was doing uh and so they when they got a coach who was like semi-competent and like play in scheming or whatever a little bit more advanced in that stuff they looked like you know the the 85 bears because they you know they they had been properly built and then suddenly the right coach got with them and uh they were able to you know kind of fit it all together and i think similar things happened with the rams where they had all these you know first round draft pick players uh jeff fisher was basically being you know jeff fishering that team <laughs> and then they get in a guy like Sean McVay is, uh, you know, I mean, he's obviously incredibly bright guy in office of, uh, you know, office of scheming genius. Uh, and, and then he was able to kind of take the pieces that were there add a few, you know, a draft's worth of more players, uh, a couple key free agent signings and bing, boom, bam, hang, hamburger time. you got a good team. You know, it's like, I think those, those kind of things can happen, but I think they, it requires the right kind of coach. Um, so I, 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 I think that everyone has an expectation that that, that that can just happen. And, and I have concerns that we will kind of get caught into this, in this, uh, kind of no man's land of trying to do a quick rebuild, uh, it not working as well. And then wasting a few more years instead of getting started on what maybe what should be a deeper kind of structural rebuild okay but here's the thing with that though it, uh, do they do they have a roster that can be torn down right now because a lot of the guys are under contract right it, it's not like this is a really old team it's a pr- it's one of the youngest teams in the league so how do you rebuild a team that's pretty young well i mean i think contracts? that you know look th- there's already a, a huge amount of turnover that happens every season i, I think you definitely are going to have you're right, like a certain core group of people. I, I think that that definitely happens. I think that those people continue to stay here. Uh, I just think that you need a more, uh, instead of just dipping your toe in here and trying to just kind of steady the, the, the ship a little bit, and you know, I, I think they need to try a, a lot of a new things. It, it, otherwise, what are you doing here? Like, what are, what are we what are we changing here? How many different like individual pieces are we going to try to, uh, to to chip away and replace? And I, I think that it, sh- it should be starting with a new coaching staff, someone who wants to bring in all new people. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe not maybe not the the scouting department. Maybe maybe keeping Will McClay. But I think that it would if you're really trying to get where you're going, that's a two or three year rebuild in my in my opinion. Just because. Yeah, I'll just add in there really quickly. It really feels like this team needs a hire outside. That's what I'm of saying. Yeah, yeah, somebody who is not affiliated with the Cowboys, right? Somebody who wasn't a former player, somebody you know, somebody that just has absolutely no ties to this team that can come in and start fresh and kind of get rid of some of the stink that has kind of surrounded the Cowboys. Yeah, over the last that's, decade. that's what I think too. Is that I and I and I think that when they do that, my point is that. It's not necessarily going to be a quick turnaround because you know you bring in if you bring in all new coaches, you got a whole new way of th- doing things. The coaching uh, group has to interface with the scouts and learn. You know what I'm saying? Like that could take some time to get used to that. I yeah. think that there's 
uh, I, I think there's something to that. So, but I mean, we did uh, see final a team th- like the Packers, who were kind of in a similar spot as the Cowboys, who really underperformed under the previous regime, and we see this year they taken a big step forward. So I don't see why that can't yeah. happen for the Cowboys either. To be honest, I'm not. I'm not saying it can't. I'm just no, saying you're saying 100 it can't, Landon. I'm saying 100 percent it cannot, <laughs> and you're wrong. Is what I'm saying. No, I. I we need ourselves uh, some uh, kitchens. We need some like real that. fresh See, blood. Transform this that, no, that's my point. Is that no? I think that's the thing. Is that <laughs> I think that there's been a rash of that of that working, uh, and maybe it can happen again. But I think that the downside with the Cowboys there is that I I, I think that I, I, yeah I think that it's it's peril it's it's filled with peril. Mm-hmm. I, I think that because if it doesn't work out, you, the, now you've wasted that many more years on on a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just think that. Yeah, I think it's tough. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it, you really need to. The, the, they've been they've been trying to make incremental changes for years, and it hasn't had an effect. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's if if you're gonna get this if if the idea is you know really and this may not be what we like, but this is the honest truth. If the idea is hey Jerry's trying to get this done before you know he passes essentially, then like I think the best way to make that happen is to go ahead and do the kind of partial rebuild. And, and let me be clear. I'm not talking about like a, a four or five year rebuilds don't exist in the NFL. And I'm not talking about like the Miami tanking rebuild, but I am talking about, you know, taking the pieces that you want to build around and then cleaning out the coaching staff, cleaning out, you know, this and that bringing in kind of a new system, bringing, you know what I'm saying? Like starting things over uh, and rebuilding that way. And I think that that can take, you know, a little bit of time. Um. Anything else uh, before we uh, we head out? You guys have any final thoughts? Who, okay, before we go, give me one name. One name on on, on who 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 you think or you would like as your head coach. Ooh, the Cowboys. Ooh, this before is we fun. Go. All right, you you start, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean you Payton. think that that's you think that's possible? I do. I I. I I wouldn't say it's super likely, but I certainly think it's going to be on the short list of what's names. The tra- the what, what's the trade? What's the trade compensation? I do. I, uh, probably a one, if not a little bit more. And that's expensive. I, it's 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 not fun to trade away picks, but again, I I, I think this team needs an established coach who has won a Super Bowl or two. Um, I think they need somebody who can stand up to Jerry Jones, can, can tell him no, can say, hey, we need to do things my way. I think that would make a lot of sense. For, All right, John. I'm going to do a name that doesn't really get talked about much, and I'm going to pronounce his last name wrong, but the uh, uh, Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Yeah, Bieniemy. Yeah, Bieniemy. I really Bien-Ami. like yep. – we've seen that the Andy Reid coaching tree bears a lot of fruit. He's really creative while all of this. He's really uses the analytics, uses all these different creativity, motion, attacks in a multitude of ways. I think that would be someone that would be a really fun addition that could really maximize the personnel the Cowboys have on offense. How about just no, Andy Reid? Is, 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 uh, is he available? <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. Well, that would who be knows? that would be uh, quite a cute. I mean, that's the what, who who is the uh, real quick. Who is the other name that you were uh, that you were mentioning as the as uh, the a free agent coach uh, on the show? Do you remember? Oh, am, yes, I, am please, I allowed yes. to talk about this one? Uh, Send him six. What about bags. Bill Belichick? <laughs> Send all the money bags. 
Get all the money back. Listen, ready. hold on. I'll give you my thirty, uh, 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 my thirty okay. second thing on Belichick. Uh, Tom Tom Brady's contract is up after this year. Uh, Bill Belichick's contract is up after this year. We've heard some of the rumblings out of New England that the relationship between Robert Kraft, Belichick, and Tom Brady is fractured. My guess is that Kraft is going to have to make a decision this this offseason. Who does he take? Uh, Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? Uh, I know which side I would rather hey, have. I'm Gruden, curious to see what Gruden New England can does get there. 10 years for 100 mil, can you imagine what Belichick would get on the open market? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. probably three years, 100 mil. <laughs> Just give him ownership of the uh, team. Like, yeah. yeah, he's like a co-owner, yeah. Uh, my name is Chris Peterson. You know, I, I, I've been a fan of his college coaching for a while. I think it makes sense if you want to keep developing Kellen Moore. And I don't know, obviously, that Kellen Moore is ready to be a head coach yet. Uh, I think it would be a really good fit. Uh, and I, I just, it's kind of an out of the box thought. I, I think he's done a good job of developing programs. I, I think he would probably be a, a good NFL head coach, too. Uh, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.